Hello and welcome to this week's St Albans Film Guide with me, Dr Samantha Rolfe. And we are joined uh, by uh, Mr Christopher Aikman, a local film fan. How are you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks, Sam. Good, good. Uh, so uh, you have um, picked films of uh, that are out in the cinemas to talk about, yeah. major releases in the cinemas, uh, and films on uh streaming services as well as films on free-to-air television is that is correct right I've yeah got, that's right sam i've got nothing wrong so far about anything no no, no. sam you're completely right yeah cool. uh well it's lovely to have you here chris on this the 28th of january uh what is the major release in the cinemas this week Well, there was only one major one that uh, popped out as having, you know, multiple releases that was more than 25 locations and had a, you know, poster associated with said release. And that was Sing 2 of the Sing franchise, I assume. Uh, This is an animated series um, about animals that sing. I am afraid... I really don't know much about this. Haven't seen the first one. Sure. I'm sure there are struggles and interspecies conflict. I don't know. Something like that. And a lesson is learned, probably. <laughs> one for the one for the uh the younger audience, I believe. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry, I can't provide any useful or interesting insights. Well, I think um if you have nothing more to say about Sing 2, I, I think yeah, if you would just allow me a moment of uh, the podcast time, um, I want to bring up something that we, we talked about the last time we were on uh, this pod. Uh, last time, we uh, we made, we said a fact, uh, that w- our favourite fact in the world, and <laughs> okay, said yeah. fact was fact-checked by a BBC journalist, and this is very true, uh, it was. It was. It was uh, a shock. We we were shocked to be fact checked by the BBC. <laughs> uh, they've got a lot of a lot of important stuff on at the moment, and um, the attacks from all sides. And I thought, you know, why why would they be messing around with a a, a small podcast like us? But clearly, that's how important we are. So um, we said uh, we we, we want to clarify something. So. We, we, I think we said, we were kind of vague, we said a quarter of all mammals are bats. Yes. Now, we want to clarify that we meant a quarter of all species of mammals are bats. Not a quarter of all, like, if you literally counted every single mammal in the world, a quarter of them would be bats. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not true. Uh, a quarter of all mammal species are bats. And uh, actually, looking at us up further, that's actually um, true. I believe it was quarter of all species in the UK are bats. It's actually more like 20% worldwide, but it's actually it's pretty close. So a fifth to a quarter of all species of mammals are bats. I can't remember why that came up uh, in our conversation last time. Um, no, but- I mean, it was clearly very important, whatever it was. But uh, that is for you, Mr. Asher at the BBC. Yeah. So, and it, it relates to Sing because I think like a quarter of all the, the all the characters, characters in it are, bats. are bats. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it links perfectly. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for bringing that to well, Mr. Asher, to our attention, and now us to the listener attention. 
Now on to streaming. Sam, what is appearing on Netflix this week? We have a movie which is billed as a kids comedy, kids comma comedy. Okay. You know, when Netflix puts like a few words associated with the the movie. There wasn't a rating on it, so I don't know if it's if it's a PG, if that's even a rating anymore. But it's called uh, Home Team and it's out today, so it's available for you uh, to, you know, switch off this podcast right now and go and watch. Uh, so this is two years after a Super Bowl win when NFL head coach Sean Payton is suspended. He goes back to his hometown and finds himself reconnecting with his 12-year-old son by coaching his Pop Warner football team. Some of those words mean nothing to me, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, to an American audience or someone a little more in- involved in sport, in general, uh, that might be might be might sound fun and interesting, or you know, it's just a maybe it's more of a relationship between a son and a father story with some hilarity because it, it said it was a comedy. It and, did say um, that, but it's um, it stars Kevin James and Rob Schneider and is produced by Adam Sandler. So, oh, uh, okay. So the laughs might be few and far between. Oh, with those snobby. Yeah, Taylor Lautner's there, the guy that was in Twilight as a werewolf, I think. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the first sentence didn't quite make 100% sense to me. Like, two years after the Super Bowl win, when he is suspended. Like, is he suspended during the win? Or, like, is he suspended two years? Like, I, it, it didn't, I, I it presume didn't... he's suspended two years after the event. Right. So what's how is that relevant? Okay, Well, whatever. he's suspended. Well, he's a, okay. So it establishes that he's a Super Bowl winning coach, and then he's been suspended. So right. he's got so some something's time in his happened. hands to reconnect with his twelve-year-old son and okay, learn some so valuable happened, lessons. Something's happened for him to be suspended. Like that is a red flag. No, anyway, it doesn't matter. Like I'm sure it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't see the trailer for it, so I don't know. Well, uh, what else might you find on Netflix this week? So coming out on the second of February, that's Wednesday. There is a documentary. Uh, called the Tinder Swindler. Oh, which, you know, I I loved her in Doctor rhymes. Strange. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, no, not uh, wait. <laughs> so this isn't about Tilda Swinton. Thank you. All a, I could then Academy yeah. Award winning <laughs> British acting icon Tilda Swinton. No, oh, that's uh, a shame. It's not. What's it about? It's about it's about a catfishing situation where. Uh, people are looking for love online. They match, I'm assuming, through the dating app Tinder, given the title. Yes. You know, match with this supposed billionaire playboy type. Um, and it's, you know, can't believe it when it turns out to be the man of their dreams, you know, her dreams. And dreams aren't always reality. And then it turns out that she ends up getting uh, catfished by this person, loses a lot of money and ends up working with other people who have also been targeted by this person to figure out who it is and bring some justice to the situation. And uh, it's it's from producers of some other um, documentaries, uh, The Imposter and Don't Mess With Cats, where mess is replaced with another ruder four-letter word. Don't F with cats. Yeah, I guess I could have said that. But, but you're very polite. Indeed. I have seen the Don't Mess With Cats documentary and if it's anything like that like i guess mm, this one it doesn't sound like there's murder involved whereas that one has is about a murder so 
it's quite if you, if it's your first true crime documentary, I wouldn't necessarily jump in with it. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, this sounds uh, pretty interesting. And um, honestly, there wasn't too much else coming out on the streamings. Uh, we don't have anything from Amazon, for example. So um, that's why I had to pick a documentary as well. But I thought it sounded interesting. So well, yes. So that is what is available on streaming, uh, new streaming this week. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Right, part three. Uh, this is where we uh, go to Friday Fight Night. Before we do that, though, I, I, I feel like I've made a, a grave, grave error in the introduction. Did, what? did I did I refer to myself as Dr. Samantha Rolfe and you as Mr. Christopher Aikman? Um it is quite possible. It is quite possible okay. that happened. Mm. Well, just in case if I did do that, I should say to any new listeners out there, I am actually Mr. Christopher Aikman and this is Dr. Samantha Rolfe and uh Hello. <laughs> Doctor of, of Cinema Studies. No. Uh, no. Stop making these mistakes. <laughs> okay. I don't know you at all. No. Uh, anyway, what is Friday Fright Night, Sam? Well, Chris, my previous session where I was hosting this show uh, was, I think it was the end of November. Yes. Because then we had the, we then had the awards for the end of the year yep. at the end of December. And so, yeah, we said we were going to watch Krampus, which is a Christmas-based horror movie. Yes. And now that it is past Christmas and we did not make the time to watch the movie... <laughs> <laughs> it is currently no longer available on streaming services for free and so yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip that one for now maybe maybe next year when it inevitably rolls around back onto the streamings you know availability um not the kind of thing apparently people want to watch all year round although um people that love christmas i'm sure would beg to differ when it comes to christmas movies i'm sure uh, so, however, so we're going to, you know, give that one a pass and, you know, put it down to busy times around the Christmas uh, period and so forth and, you know, pandemic. So we're just going to move on to another movie and suggest one for everyone to watch for next time. Sure. And what is that movie? I took a long time picking this one, Chris. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Hours and uh -huh. hours and hours of time spent picking this. Mm. It's a movie called The Platform, which is available on Netflix. Uh, it's a 2019, I believe, Spanish language, although I did not check this for definite, but based on the language spoken in the trailer, I think it was Spanish. And it's about, and see, I was going to maybe, if I couldn't find something, I was going to maybe pick like an old favourite to watch. So actually, I feel like this is kind of apt because I was going to choose The Descent from 2005. A scary, scary film. Indeed. Uh, but this is uh, about a, a prison that... Uh, is it's based on levels and there's this giant hole in the floor and you can see down you know and up multiple uh tens if not hundreds of levels um through this giant hole in the ground and 
what happens is a slab of food, like on a table type thing, descends down through these levels and the inmates have to eat what they can as it passes by them. And so those at the higher levels, of course, get first access to the food, leaving those below uh, starving and desperate. And of course, desperate times, desperate measures, people are pushed to do uh, desperate things. And so a rebellion is therefore imminent. And it looked kind of interesting. And it sort of is kind of like the descent, I realise, where it's about something descending. So, you know, (laughs) I thought it was quite interesting that I happened to pick that just by pure chance and not uh i mean through hours of research <laughs> sure um to choose this movie so yeah i yeah it it looked kind of like an interesting concept so let's give it a go okay right on to part four where sam has chosen uh, films on free to air television for the coming week starting with tonight friday the 28th of january i say tonight or sort of this evening uh, on Film 4 at 6.40, it's Roland Emmerich's The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. I uh, haven't seen this for a long time, and it was one of those disaster movie, climate change, 2004, Jake Gyllenhaal, where, yeah, I, th- I thought like a lot of what went on I was reasonably believable in terms of the the way people behaved, and also there are like a couple of like weather things that happen like there's a a, a super frozen gust of air that like freezes a helicopter midair and stuff which physics wise probably not really gonna happen but then you know the whole sort of northern hemisphere being plunged into an ice age isn't impossible um so yeah quite a you know if if you if you enjoy a disaster movie it's, it's one to go for sure thing uh, so, moving on to 29th of January, Saturday, uh, on BBC Two. This is a morning film, 10.20am. It's Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I, I assume, of course, it's on in the morning because it's a animated... If it probably, was at you know, 10.20pm, it, it might yeah. be miss out its target demographic. You mean 30-somethings? Yeah, 30-somethings <laughs> with no children. Yeah, when it's on at 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. because, you know, I'm up, I can have a cup of tea and I'm, you know, awake at least. Yes, because you, you know, just got up. Exactly. Well, yeah. But if it's on at 10 p.m., I'm asleep, Chris. I'm not awake. No, this is very true. I've seen it happen. Don't but, start a film after 8 p.m. That's the uh, rule no, no, in this no, house. No, no, no. Exactly. So, Wreck-It Ralph, I hadn't really fully appreciated that this was as old as 2012. That's 10 years ago now. That was the year the Earth was going to be destroyed. Mm, yeah. No, just four more years later and we started it in motion then. But yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, fun little cartoon about uh, a computer game character who, you know, he's kind of like this sort of Donkey Kong character where he's he's the bad guy and he's always, he's destroying everything around him to stop the the video game player from winning the game. And it's from his point of view, and it's like, oh, another day at the office sort of thing. Um, and then all these other games and characters in the games, like they can interact with each other outside of uh, their, you know, uptime when they're where, when their arcades open. And it's sort of a, yeah, like realization of slowly being greater, the yeah. And I don't know, I liked it. I 
thought it had some good jokes in it and bits and pieces like that. So Yeah, I think it's very funny, Phil. Would recommend. Also, on Saturday 29th of January, uh, this time at 5pm on Great Movies, uh, we have 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. The best Shakespeare adaptation ever? I Quite possibly, yes. I don't know if there are actually 10 things in her poem in the end, but we'll let it slide. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, based on The Taming of the Shrew, and it's um, a modern adaptation, as you say, uh, of Shakespeare, uh, with Julia Stiles and um, Heath Ledger in the, in the lead roles. And you've also got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gordon Joseph-Levitt. <laughs> Which way round is it? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Okay, because I was literally, I was actually talking about this movie earlier today, just coincidentally, and I'm pretty sure I said it the wrong way around, and then it, I was like, I don't know which way around his names are now. Yeah, really early role for him, actually. But yeah, just, you know, Julia Stiles' character is a rebellious uh, teen, she's not interested in dating, she's not interested in much else, she just wants to like get through school. Um, but her younger sister really wants to start dating. Um, going, she wants to go to prom and such. But her dad says you can start dating if your sister starts dating, and she's like, never going to happen. So her younger sister then comes up with this plan to get another guy, this guy, to start dating her sister so she can go on a date. And it's all hilarious. Hilarity ensues, and and also like it's sweet and the plan is you know it's a plan and then of course that backfires because it's all sort of a you know a kind of a bet situation and yeah it's, it's, all, it's teen angst in there it's teen angst yeah it's and resonated yeah. with a generation of people indeed it did and yeah Heath Ledger obviously no longer with us and he's really good in it and he does a great sing song as well <laughs> can't take my eyes off you one of the classic <laughs> film sing songs yeah, indeed. So if you've not seen it and you just want like a sort of teen rom-com type thing, then would recommend that too. Great. Well, on Sunday, on the 30th of Jan, you've picked an absolute banger. Uh, it's ITV2, 6.50pm. It's School of Rock. That's right. I'm pretty sure like this rolls around on the uh, free-to-air television quite often, so I think one or other of us must have picked this at some point. But yeah, it's Jack Black being Jack Black, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but he is his character is sort of um, down and out, doesn't have a lot of money, he's about to be kicked out of the sort of a, the apartment that he lives in with his friend who's living there with his girlfriend, you know, he's a kind of a third wheel. And uh, his friend is a substitute teacher and he picks up a call for him and he essentially goes in to get the cash, even though he's not a teacher. Um, and he ends up subbing for the, for this class for a few, you know, a few days or weeks in the end. And he sort of brings his music because he is a musician is what i didn't i didn't mention the whole point of <laughs> the fact he's school of rock he so plays he brings the band like, and, yeah uh, and yeah. that's why he's kind of down and out because you know he's not getting the gigs and so forth um and the bat i think the band are like sick of him a bit and you know he never sticks to the song like he always ends up doing like these massive long solos and they're like just getting annoyed with him and everything so but then he brings like the principles of a band into the classroom to help 
build confidence and and other characteristics of the of the class and they don't obviously know he's not a real teacher and they love his uh teaching of of in that right way and yeah it's just really good fun isn't it oh it's a great film and uh always wonderful to see uh joan cusack as the head teacher uh so she's one of my you know a film's gonna be good when joan cusack is involved somewhere uh so on uh tuesday so we've skipped monday on to tuesday mm. the first of feb on the horror channel at 9 p.m a film i i'm not familiar with and i don't know how much you are either um it's from 2021 it's called witch hunt yeah i mean it would it be a sam pick of the week if there wasn't at least one horror movie if there horror wasn't channel a movie? movie on the horror channel that no yeah, one I mean, was I, really quite sure what it was i uh hang on i uh actually no that's that's fair i haven't haven't seen this and it's quite quite a recent like 2021 is for it to then to be on free to tv feels quite soon i don't know uh, uh well if it's a directed essentially directed dvd but they don't read it now but it's made for tv movie mm, yeah i i don't know if that's the case or or not but yeah there wasn't really much else on the horror channel that wasn't either something i've recommended before or just from like 1929 which isn't necessarily a bad thing but um, they're often on super early, like 10 a.m. and stuff like that. So I know people are out at work often. Do you have a synopsis there, Chris? <laughs> well, I have found a um, a review in The Guardian. Mm. Um, <laughs> one out of five stars, a downright offensive attempt at political horror. Okay. Well, maybe we don't watch this one then. <laughs> <laughs> the latest in a slew of get-out wannabes, this magical dystopia is neither clever nor scary. Oh, okay. Well, well, moving on um, yeah. to Wednesday, the second of February, uh, on Film Four again. A little out of season. We complain about Krampus uh, not being around at six fifty-five, all the way from nineteen ninety. It's Home Alone. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> you say a little out of season, like Die Hard plays all year round on TV. Surely, yeah. This is a more overtly Christmas movie than Die Hard is. And I'm not going to get into the Die is Die Hard a Christmas movie because it's the most no, tedious argument ever. I Yeah, like it's not a Christmas movie. But anyway, moving on. Uh, okay, but it is. But it's tedious to have that argument. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have yeah Home Alone. I guess it's more overtly Christmas because they're going on holiday at Christmas. Like they could be going on holiday at any time of year. It really wouldn't matter. Yeah, but it's Christmas. Um, Okay, and it's the movie of Christmas, <laughs> being with family—that's that's the whole point of it. Is Ke- it? Kevin learns. Oh, right. You okay? I dear listener, that point. dear listener. <laughs> Sam grew up with a with a family that just didn't love her, so didn't show her these sort of things, <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> had never seen Home Alone um, as growing up, and so this Christmas just gone. I showed her Home Alone for the first time, and you have to admit, I mean, you recommended it this time, which is good. This is a good sign. Mm. You enjoyed it more than you thought you would. Yes. I did go in with relatively low expectations because people talk about it so fate, like, so, but from a point of nostalgia. Yes. There's, there I, was a danger that yeah. it's um, a film that you love as a child will, and I'm looking at you... Three Musketeers starring Chris O'Donnell and Kiefer Sutherland. Um, Yikes. 
and there is that there is that danger that you, you know the nostalgia is giving you a rose-tinted view of the quality of the actual film. Um, but I think, and it, it was although I had seen Home Alone many times before, it's been quite some time since I had seen it, and I was surprised at how good an actual movie is generally, like how well put together and structured and paced, and and also how little of it really is in, in my mind i thought that a large part of it was the very famous like home invasion thing where he's setting traps for uh, joe pesci and daniel stern as they break into his house and i in my mind that took up a much larger percentage of the movie's runtime but actually it's quite near the end um yeah and there's a lot more character stuff like before that yeah i mean that kid is so put together like could can he like just come to my house and be here alone and do all the washing up and laundry and <laughs> do some food shopping because yeah wow like i can't imagine being like an 8 year old and <laughs> getting on with he's like oh i've been left here alone potentially forever yeah i better do some i better do some shopping otherwise i ain't got nothing to eat better do the laundry otherwise uh i'm not going to have any clothes and um but <laughs> so but i don't know if this is I don't know. I would actually almost class this as a horror movie. Okay. Because the amount of, a, like, those men, the way they are trying to, they are literally trying to kill this child. Yes. It is horrifying. <laughs> it is truly, I was very nervous. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I would. Spoiler alert, they don't. So it's fine. Oh yeah, but you can say that about so many movies, like horror movies. Oh, they survive in the end. Whoop de doo! Like, yeah. <laughs> Whoop de doo. <laughs> Doesn't mean the journey wasn't terrifying. No. Okay, you have a point. So, in the same way that Shiver Baby and uh, Yes God Yes, not supposed to be overtly horror movies. Yeah. But they have a horror element in them that. You, okay. This movie has that Home Alone has. No, what they have is not a horror movie element. It's awkward social situations. How which... is that not horrific? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be in an awkward social situation? No one. <laughs> Put me in a blooming room with a ghost. I'd rather that than an awkward social situation. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know how true that is. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, that is that is the picks of films on free-to-air television. Uh, Day After Tomorrow, Wreck-It Ralph, 10 Things I Hate About You, School of Rock, Not Witch Hunt, Don't See It on <laughs> Horror Channel Apparently Tuesday, not. and Home Alone on Wednesday. And uh, that just about wraps it up for this uh, week's edition of the St. Albans Film Guide. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact uh, and you know fact-check anything else we've said, um, then please uh, email Sam at com or Chris at com, and uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks where I will have picked everything and uh, we you, can check we, we can, can check what movies you shouldn't watch off of yeah, Chris's list I'll as make well. a list of stuff you shouldn't watch <laughs> <laughs> sometimes useful yeah uh, so we will see you again in a couple of weeks time <laughs>